Hello and welcome to What Do I Do, Where Do I Go, the podcast where we bring light to resources when facing an unplanned pregnancy. We meet with volunteers from the Salem Pregnancy Care Center and other life-affirming organizations in the community. We do discuss topics such as trauma and loss, so listener discretion is advised. Today we are here with Miss Dottie Powers of the Salem Pregnancy Center. Um, why don't you give us a little introduction of who you are and your role at the Pregnancy Center? Hi, yes, thank you. Um, so I am Dottie Powers. I am the center director here at Salem Pregnancy Care Center, and I have been involved here in some capacity since 2006. So I started volunteering in 2006, and then I started working here in 2010. Um, but I oversee basically the overall running of the center, but my main focus is the operational side, which is where we um, work with the clients, and so I help um, run all the programs and oversee the volunteers that work with our clients. Um, what drew you to the Pregnancy Center in the beginning? Sure. Well, so I do have a personal story. Um, what drew me initially to the Pregnancy Center actually was my own healing. So um, I am post-abortive, which means I've had an abortion. I've actually had two. I had one at the age of 17, and then I had one at um, 21. And it was many years later, actually after um, I had gotten married um, in 2005, um, I started really dealing with some um, some bottled up emotions. And um, I, while I was in church one day, I heard this lady from Salem Pregnancy come and speak, and she, um, you know, told about this program they had called. Um, her choice to heal it's a post-abortion bible study that they offered and i was just very intrigued i'd never heard of anything like that i didn't know there was any kind of like post-abortion care um because it's certainly something that's not very um it's not talked about very often and um you know abortion was still very taboo to talk about at that time so um i was drawn to salem pregnancy one because i wanted to volunteer and help other women not make that same choice that I made. Um, and then the other thing was I was also interested in the healing um, program that they offered there. Um, and that's really how I got started was I joined their post-abortion healing group and it honestly changed the whole trajectory of my life. There were so many things um, that were a part of who I was that was directly connected to my past abortions that I did not even realize. Um, and it really helped me heal from that. And so after I was able to receive healing, then I was able to start volunteering and helping other ladies that were faced with the same decision I had been faced with and um, try and guide them and direct them in a more life-affirming um, option. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Of course. Um, what do you think leads women to the pregnancy st- center instead of to Planned Parenthood, which is right across the street? Well, sure. Um, So there's lots of reasons that women come here. Um, And a lot of times, you know, whether they're thinking about abortion or or not, they will come to us because um, they want to walk through their options. So um, we do a very good job at making everyone feel welcome. And so we tell them up front that we do not do abortions and we tell them up front that we do not refer to um, for abortions, but we do offer free resources and we offer a safe space for them to talk through all of their emotions that they might be feeling. 
Um, and we also offer them um, resources. And so we're very good at just sitting down with a client, making them feel welcome, making them feel heard. Because once a lady finds out they're pregnant, a lot of times they have people kind of talking at them and telling them what they should do. Um, and so it's really hard for them to kind of hear their own thoughts and voice. So we just give them that place to be able to do that. And um, then we also educate them on all of their choices and we make sure that they can make a good informed decision. Um, why do you think most women tend to choose abortion instead of exploring their options first? Well, sure. Um, so one of the reasons I think is just where our culture is at right now. Um, it's such, I mean, obviously since 1973, 74, uh, abortion has been legal. Mm -hmm. So ever since then, the generations have just been, you know, more and more um, accepting of it as a choice. And, you know, now it's it's just a popular um you know, it's it's touted kind of in the media as a as an easy option and as a right for us as women, um, and so I just think that um, a lot of times women think that it's an easy way out um, or an easier way out. I don't I don't profess to say that any woman who's going through this decision process would say it's easy, um, but I think that um, you know, abortion providers kind of make it seems uh, makes it seem like it's like there's no strings attached and on the other side of that a lot of women find that there are there's a lot of emotional um, issues that come with it and um, just some some things that they'll have to kind of deal with throughout the rest of their life um, and because it's it's a major permanent decision based on sometimes some just very temporary emotions or situations that they're dealing with um, but I do think it's just because of where we're at in society um, it's just been made, um, you know, kind of watered down and, and something that is, you know, one, it's a legal right, obviously, um, in our um, country. And so I think for a lot of women, even women that um, would have at one time not really considered abortion for maybe religious purposes, um, are kind of um, leaning more towards abortion just because it's legal and we've heard so much about it in the news and we've, you know, tried to empower women and make them feel like it's their body, their choice, um, and kind of ignored science as far as that, you know, the baby actually is its own body and its own person. Um, so I really just think it's a lot of just years and years of um, misinformation and, um, than just the thought of it being an easier option um, to, to choose that over, you know, parenting or, you know, a lot of times these women have a lot of limiting factors like finances, um, maybe the father's not going to be involved. So they're, they have very real issues that they're considering um, that may be holding them back from um, keeping the baby. So. Mm -hmm. So, as you said, with finances, another thing that I was thinking about is a lot of women in low-income situations mm -hmm. feel that they cannot support a child, and that is why they choose abortion. Mm -hmm. um, do you provide resources at the pregnancy center for uh, women who, you know, can't afford to um, raise the baby themselves or does not have the money to provide for the baby? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's one of our, you know, another reason a woman would come here. So, you know, we're not here to stand in anyone's in the way of anyone's choice um, but if a woman wants to keep her baby but for you know financial reasons 
she can't, um, that's a really sad reason to have to make that decision. So if her desire is to keep the baby, um, we'd love to be able to help them with resources. So not only other community agencies that can help them, but we offer long-term support as well. So we offer um, baby items, we offer diapers, wipes, formula, baby clothing, um, and then long-term like life coaching support. Um, and we help them until their child is two years old. And then a lot of times even beyond that, just through relationships and um, being a place they know they can come to for other resources. So we do like to help them long-term. Um, and kind of, you know, we're not just a one-stop shop. We just like to help them not only through their pregnancy journey, but beyond that as well. Um, so as this is also a Christian organization mm-hmm. as well, how do you think you're able to bring God's light to the uh, women who come into the pregnancy center seeking help? Sure. Well, first of all, just by showing them the love of Christ. Um, all people are welcome here. So we're a Christian organization, but everyone is welcome to come here and get our services. Um, and, you know, um, we we don't, you know, beat them over the head with Bible verses or anything like that. We listen to them. We pretty much reach out to them like Jesus would. We meet them where they're at, on the way to where they're going, um, and we help them along their journey. Um, and we show them the love of Christ. You know, we live in the Bible Belt. So most of these women, they've heard the gospel, but very rarely have they actually seen and felt the gospel, Um, you know, someone acting it out in their life. And so that's what we do. Um, Each one of our volunteers, our advocates, and our staff members, from the moment that woman reaches out to us, we show love and kindness to them, and we make sure that they know and feel that they are important. Um, And then, you know, for the long term, if we get them involved in some of our classes, then we're able to minister them even further um, and even disciple them. And um, sometimes we're able to lead them to Christ um, through a long-term relationship. But a lot of that stuff happens on the backside. The front side, it's more about just showing her the love of Christ, being the hands and feet of Jesus, and um, really meeting her um, her immediate needs at that moment. Mm-hmm. And on this topic, as you are a leader at the Salem Pregnancy Center, how do you keep the advocates and volunteers and um, staff encouraged and filled with the Holy Spirit? Because I know that sometimes it's it's a bit hard and there yeah. are people who want to resist the help. So how do you just keep patience and Holy Spirit and good spirits up in the workplace? Oh, that's a great question. Um, honestly, a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer, and um, we do pray in the morning together as a staff, and whoever happens to be volunteering that day, we pray, um, we do devotions, we try and do training um, as often as possible, which goes a long way in encouraging them to um And um, we ask our partners to pray for us. And then just also just being there for each other. And, you know, if one of us has a hard day or if one of the advocates has a particularly hard case, um, just kind of doing a debriefing after they have seen the client and talk to them and just kind of help the advocate or the volunteer kind of decompress themselves. Um, And also just remind them that, you know, God is the one that is doing all the heavy lifting. We are just simply, we are vessels. Um, and, you know, to, to stay prayed up, you know, almost all of the advocates, the ones that work directly with our clients, um, they're spiritually mature women um, and men, and they, you know, have a good prayer life. They come in and they're 
prayer warriors. They're already ready. They're locked and loaded to go. Um, and we're just there also just kind of as a supplement and just to give them words of encouragement because it's not, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, it's a pretty heavy topic and subject. And so, um, and even within the staff, we're here, you know, day in and day out. Um, but honestly, we just keep our eyes on Jesus and just remember that ultimately he's the one in charge and, um, that we can give the clients all the information and show them all the love in the world and they can still walk across the street and get an abortion and our love for them still doesn't end just like jesus you know we still love them no matter what they choose we hope they choose life but we're there for them no matter what Mm -hmm. um what kind of post-abortive care do you provide because as you said and as i've learned from here post-abortive care is um given and, and support is given so what kind of resources with post-abortive care do you offer sure so our particular center offers a post-abortion bible study so of course that is more in the vein of it we are a christian organization so we believe that healing comes through um jesus um but if say someone isn't a christian we offer other um options for them that um that they can look into like grief counseling and things like that. But for us in particular, again, it's really the same program that I came in under, which is um, Her Choice to Heal. And so we um, either can do a one-on-one with them and the program is about nine weeks. And um, we can do a one-on-one or sometimes if we have enough participants, we can do a small group. And, um, you know, that's nine weeks of basically walking them through the grief process that was interrupted when they had the abortion. Um, because, you know, we tell them, oh, you know, go have the abortion, you know, not us, but the world. Um, but then they're kind of left alone and, you know, they're not really supported after the fact. And so Salem Pregnancy thinks that that's very important to do because, um, you know, the enemy would love nothing more than to use that abortion to keep that woman from continuing to flourish and be who God created her to be. So we want every woman to know that there is forgiveness beyond abortion. And um, that's you know, one of the services we offer is the long term, um, like the Bible study, and it's about nine weeks. And it just gives her an opportunity to walk through the grieving process that she wasn't able to at the time of the abortion. Mm-hmm. And um, so I know that in today's society, excuse me, um, teen pregnancy is more common than it was, mm-hmm. and especially with the services that Planned Parenthood says they provide, it's easier for a teen, especially from pressure from a boyfriend or mm-hmm. a partner or a parent, to go and have an abortion. So how do you help a teen in particular when mm-hmm. dealing with an unplanned pregnancy? Yeah, so, well, teenagers um, are obviously going to need a little bit more support from us. Um, Initially, on the upfront side, we want to kind of talk with the parties involved. So, definitely the young woman, um, but then also hopefully potentially the father. And that's with any case, but especially for a teen parent um, because they are so fearful. Um, And in those cases, we also like to engage the parents because the parents a lot of times are a huge influencer of whether or not the child is going to keep the baby or not. Um, And so we like to make sure that we, you know, um, of course, with permission from the young woman to be able to engage the the different people that this is going to impact, right? Because obviously, if you're a teen parent, it's going to impact a lot. Um, And then we also like to um, get them involved in programs like Young Lives. 
Um, and so that's a program that um, can help them finish school while still being a parent. Um, and then there's some other programs as well um, that we'd like to connect them with to kind of help support them and really just encourage them and also maybe set them up with a mentor, um, someone that can walk this journey with them and just be that extra support. Um, but a lot of times we, we really have to talk with the parents of the young couple because the parents a lot of times are the ones that are like, you know, really pushing uh, a lot of times, sadly, for an abortion because they just don't want their kid to have to raise a kid. Um, so, again, it's kind of, we kind of have to hit it at different angles for someone um, that's a teen um, because there's more involved than just the woman's decision. Um, so we like to make sure that we help them. Um, and, you know, one of the great things we offer here are classes so for a young parent, we offer parenting classes um, and then some long-term programs. So we understand that as a teen mom or teen dad, they're gonna need just a lot more support. And so we just try to, to build them a community of support. And that looks different for everybody just depending on their situation. Um, and I know that adoption is also a very good uh, mm -hmm. choice when facing an unplanned pregnancy. Do you guys provide any um, assistance with adoption that may not be so heavily touched on in Planned Parenthood? Oh, absolutely. Um, so we, when we have options counseling, we always discuss adoption. Um, it's not one of the most popular subjects because I think it's one of the most misunderstood subjects. So we do like to educate people on adoption and especially here in North Carolina. Um, and we work with a couple of different adoption agencies um, and we have the capability to um, set them up with an adoption agency. We would not handle the adoption um, because it would be a conflict of interest, but we would actually bring in another organization um, and we could be the place, you know, be the, where they meet. Um, but we would actually kind of stay out of the adoption process, but we would certainly make all the resources available to them so they could make a choice of whether they would want to choose adoption or not. Um, and I've been here a long time and we have had several like successful adoption stories. Unfortunately, I would love to see a lot more. Um, but again, I think it's just a lot of, um, you know, misinformation about adoption and foster care and things like that. And so it's just really trying to educate um, the best we can on, you know, I think it's for like, I, on the statistics on this, I think for like every million babies that are aborted, there's like 2 million parents that are wanting a child. Um, but adoption is really a very difficult choice for a lot of women. It's hard for them to fathom carrying a baby um, and then we hear the term and then give my baby away, which, you know, that's kind of a harsh term. That's not really what they would be doing. They would be giving their baby a chance at life. Um, but there's a lot of emotion behind that. I think they find that it would be hard to do. And then they also have to answer all the questions that go along with it. Um, and society itself, you know, um, families, you know, would have a hard time. So we find a lot of um, layers of issues there that we just have to work through and educate on. Um, but adoption is a wonderful option. It's just, I think it's a misunderstood one. Mm -hmm. Well, that is all the questions I have. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah. If you don't mind, I'd like to pray us out real quick. Absolutely. Um, dear Lord, I thank you for bringing us here today. I thank you for blessing us with this beautiful day. Um, I pray that this message and all that we've talked about here reaches the right people and that 
some hearts and minds will be swayed to you and to pro-life. And I pray that this will find maybe a mother, a future parent, just anyone who needs to hear it. I pray that you will allow them to hear it and allow them to listen and hear your word through um, our interview. And I pray that you would continue to let this reach the right people and even reach the people who have just strayed from you and help them find you again, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to What Do I Do? Where Do I Go? We will see you next time.